Today's call to worship is Leviticus 25, verses 9 and 10. Then you shall cause the trumpet of Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month. On the day of atonement you shall make the trumpet sound throughout all your land, and you shall consecrate the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you, and each of you shall return to his possession, and each of you shall return to his family. Scripture reading from today comes from Matthew 10, verses 6 through 8. But go, rather, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Thank you, Eric. It is a clever play on words. Free bees. I'm going to be describing the three free bees later on in the service. But we all know what freebies are. And in fact, every American holiday seems to be about shopping in one form or another, doesn't it? There's the free Coke if you buy an entree. There's the buy one, get one free deal at the bookshop. There is the free points which amount to dollars that you can spend at a later time if you use your store card at you name the place. Freebies. We all know they're not really free, right? We pay more for goods and services in order to cover this kind of advertising. And yet at the end of the day, we're thrilled to get something free. I once scratched off a scratcher at Taco Bell and won a free bean burrito. It was a happy and proud day, I'll tell you that. Now you know what kind of luck I usually have. Uh, Gambling ill-advised for this particular pastor. So, um, anyway... Uh, we, we, we kind of we thrive on this and yet in the end this is not the meaning of life and it's not certainly the meaning of Independence Day and it's not the meaning of what Christ has done to do in order to make us free if you'll turn to Galatians 5.1 we'll connect that dot right now Galatians is one of these Uh, Books that, like Romans, teaches us so clearly about faith and law and the grace that has come to us in Christ. And in 5.1 it says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Now this has two points of reference that I'd just like to hit right away. One came in our call to worship. So if you'll keep your finger in Galatians 5.1 and travel back to Leviticus 25, we'll have those references ready. Leviticus 25 describes a unique moment in time, a unique event. And I'm going to mark my Bible and and talk to you about that as, as we look that up. It's the year of Jubilee, which is the 50th year. And at the time of the atonement, the day of atonement, declaration of freedom is made. Now, you ask, what does this have to do with anything? Well, an inheritance could be sold. So, 
as a good Jew if I had inherited a plot of land from my family or my father but had a debt to pay and couldn't pay it, I could sell that debt, that land, to pay the debt. Only now I'm landless, aren't I? I don't have a way of sustaining future generations within my clan. So the Lord made provision that no family could permanently lose its land. That every 50th year, the debt owed on a particular parcel of land would be canceled and the land returned to the one who sold it. Because each tribe of the 12 were given an inheritance. Likewise, no Hebrew person could be sold as a slave. But one could sell oneself as an indentured servant for a period of time, up to 50 years. At the year of Jubilee, persons were freed. So if they had been indentured for a year, that was it. 7, 10, 15, 30 years, 50 years, didn't matter the term. The price would be set on an amortized basis, much like we do with the life of an automobile. You buy a used car that's three years old with 21,000 miles on it, and you know you've probably got 80,000 miles comfortably left to go. And if you drive 12,000 miles a year, you know how many years you have to drive that vehicle. If it's a new car, it might have sold for $22,000. So a slave that would be indentured for 50 years would have a much, much higher price as an indentured servant than one who would be indentured for three or five years. But it didn't matter the cost or the term. In the year of Jubilee, at the time of the atonement, everybody would be free and the land would be returned to its rightful owner. So spiritually speaking, Jesus, who's being referred to here in Galatians 5, is this celebrated one. He is the day of atonement, if you will. He is the one who sets everything free and returns to those who have lost what was taken from them. And Paul says, stand firm then, do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It was possible for one to start anew, to gather family, to renew the business, to renew agriculture or goat herding or farming or whatever worked. This was what was possible because of Jubilee. The secondary meaning, of course, is that we have been freed from sin and death. We are slaves, as it were, to the bonds of sin. Slaves to the death that comes with sin. But because of Christ, we've been freed from the bonds of sin and freed from the eternal consequences of sin. Having been freed by the Lamb who was slain once for all, we don't return to that particular death and enslavement. I'd like you to turn to Matthew 10, which was read as our primary text today. Gospel reading, Matthew 10, 6 to 8. The context is Jesus sending out the 12 disciples to do what he does. And he says this. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel as you go... Preach this message, the kingdom of heaven is near, heal the sick, 
raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. There's something encumbering about that and freeing about that both. And it's part of the free bees. You see, the first is that we bear one another's burdens. Scripture says, Surely he hath borne our iniquities and our sorrows and carried our infirmities. What we understand here is that Jesus, in freeing people, didn't just tell them they were free. He freed them of sickness. He freed them of possession. He freed them from the bond of death. And he commanded those who would follow him to do the same. Now, I confess, I've never been able to raise the dead. I suspect most of you haven't either, or I might have heard about it even in the news. But the power of Christ exists to raise dead. This is the future. This is the hope and glory that we have. He commands his disciples to perpetuate his ministry to do what he does because we are commanded to bear one another's burdens. You remember that passage? Bear one another's burdens. In community, we do that more often sometimes than we would like. In community, we find ourselves doing that sometimes even when we wouldn't have purposely chose to do so. But the Bible commands us to. Caring for one another, bringing healing and hope and reconciliation that Christ has brought to us, to one another. So one of the free bees that comes to us is the freedom to bear one another's burdens. A second free bee is that we are free to believe. Free to believe in the capacity for good. Free to believe the goodness of God, the grace of Christ, and the way in which we get to share that one with the other. Free to believe the best about one another as we journey together, bearing one another's burdens. And finally, we are free to bless one another. You remember the story of Balaam, the prophet who was hired by a foreign king to curse Israel. He tried, tried again, and tried again. And each time, he could not do it. When he finally got to the place where he could overlook the camp of Israel and utter his curses upon Israel, as he had been hired to do, I probably said blessing. Happens in my brain sometimes. As he was hired to curse Israel and was trying to do this and couldn't do this, he stands above Israel and begins to speak. And what comes out of his mouth is not curse. It's blessing. And the foreign king is outraged. We are free to speak 
the blessing of God to the people of God and one another. And we're free to do this not just in a biblical sense. We're free to do this in this great country of ours. Independence Day weekend, 4th of July. We think of fireworks, unless, of course, you live in L.A. or Ventura counties. Um, You can go to Kern County if you decide you'd like to light something on fire. Um, So we have a limited uh, expression of freedom uh, in, in that way here. But it isn't just about fireworks. It's about a concept. It's about a declaration. It's about sovereignty going back to a group of people. It's about their freedom to bear the burden of a just society. About their freedom to believe in the goodness of humankind and to promote an agenda that would allow each to soul search and with freedom of religion, among other things, be able to determine for him or herself what believing in God and what carrying that belief to others would look like. And, in the end, free to bless. As we sing God Bless America, it's about this notion of the free bees that we've been given. The responsibilities and rights that come in this great place we call home. Today, we share communion. It is an extension of community, of nation, and more intimately, of church. It's an extension of the community that Christ formed himself. It is a way of testifying to one another, of letting our lights shine. It is a way in which we serve one another in love, believing, bearing, blessing, and singing as we go forth. May the grace of the God of peace be with each of us, now and forevermore. Amen.